Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. In preparation for this fantasy baseball season, we've covered rookies and sleepers and breakthrough players and done draft strategy, a mock first round, position by position preview, looked at injuries, position battles, and now it still looks like it's going to be a while, maybe a long while, before the 2020 Major League Baseball season is ready to start. So we have some time to dig in, and I'm going to look back at the most historically productive seasons by position. I touched on catchers in the last podcast, a position ruled by Mike Piazza. At first base, we have to go even further back for the greatest offensive seasons. But let's get started. We'll take a look at some honorable mentions uh, outside the top 10. I'm going way back into, into the Wayback Machine, 1920 George Sisler uh, for the St. Louis Browns. Had 19 home runs, 137 RBIs, 122 runs, 42 stolen bases, and a 407 batting average. Obviously, this is a different time. The the uh, the 19 home runs is a, is a big number for that era, but 42 stolen bases and a 407 batting average I mean, just completely unheard of from first baseman for many many years. And so, no surprise that George Sisler is coming from uh, a century ago. The year 2000 had three monster seasons from first baseman. Todd Helton uh, in Colorado hit 42 home runs, 147 RBIs, 138 runs scored, had five stolen bases, and hit 372. That sort of put him at the head of the class there. Uh, ahead of Jason Giambi, who had 43 home runs, 137 RBIs, 108 runs scored, and hit 333 for Oakland. And Carlos Delgado. Uh, who had 42 home runs, 145 RBIs, 117 runs scored while hitting 302 for Toronto. Uh, and, you know, on, under many circumstances, you might say Helton, uh, Helton's season could qualify as one of the top 10 of all time, but the fact that uh, guys like Giambi and Delgado were as close uh, in terms of the power numbers, and uh, in Giambi's case, he, he also hit 333, uh, and Delgado was hitting over 300, uh, that Helton didn't quite separate enough from the, the other top uh, players in that class. Uh, 1999, the year before, uh, Mark McGuire had a 65 home run season with 147 RBIs. Uh, he only hit 278, but you know we're still talking a 65 home run season, so uh, big numbers there. Uh, then back into the 1930s, in 1938, Jimmy Fox uh, had 50 home runs, 175 RBIs, 139 runs scored while hitting 349, and same in the same season, Hank Greenberg. Uh, with Detroit, had 58 home runs, 146 RBIs, 144 runs scored, while hitting 315. Massive, massive number. The year before, uh, in 1937, Greenberg had 40 home runs, 183 RBIs, 137 runs, and a 337 batting average. Fantastic seasons, obviously, and but also obviously coming at a completely different era. Um, and and so more modern production in, in 2006, Albert Pujols had 49 home runs, 137 RBIs, and he was he was not the leader in, in the, the categories at first base that year because Ryan Howard had 58 home runs and 149 RBIs. Uh, Pujols uh, scored a few more runs and he hit 331 to Ryan Howard's 313. So two monster, monster seasons there. Pujols again in, in 2003. Had 43 home runs, 137 RBIs, 124 runs scored, and hit 359. But th- this was a time when uh, first base was uh, a real power source. And so in addition to Pujols, uh, Todd Helton and Delgado and Giambi and Jim Tomey, they all had uh, huge uh, numbers that year as well. And, and so Pujols doesn't, doesn't quite separate from the, the field in the same way. And the year before, in 2002, 
Tomey was, Jim Tomey had 52 home runs, 118 RBIs, 101 runs scored, and hit 304. A fantastic season, but again, guys like Jason Jombi and Todd Helton and Jeff Bagwell, they weren't that far behind uh, Tomey's production. So uh, it's really, <laughs> the, the history of first base is these guys who are putting up outrageous, massive power numbers. Uh, and that's not necessarily what we see today. Uh, continuing a few few more honorable mentions, and, and it seems ridiculous to be going through honorable mentions with these kinds of numbers. Uh, 1933, Jimmy Fox had 48 home runs, 163 RBIs, while hitting 356. Uh, Lou Gehrig uh, had 32 home runs that year. He was the only other first baseman with more than 15 home runs, and Fox had 48. And so you can you can see there that he he had kind of separated from. Uh, the pack in, in, again, a different era. The league was not as deep uh, at that time. Uh, in 1996, Mark McGuire had another massive season where he hit 52 home runs, drove in 113, scored 104 runs, and had a 312 batting average. Excellent, excellent season. But at the same time, again, we're, we're here in the mid-90s where guys are putting up big numbers, and Jeff Bagwell and Mo Vaughn and Frank Thomas were all sort of challenging McGuire at, the, at that point. Uh, in 1928, Lou Gehrig only had 27 home runs, but had 142 RBIs, 139 runs scored, and hit 374. Jim Bottomley and Del Bissonette were uh, a couple of the the, uh, the challengers uh, of that era, uh, but the, giving Gehrig uh, some honorable mention here, even though he, uh, he ends up with quite a few spots in, in the top 10. Uh, and then one one last uh, year of, of honorable mentions, I guess, is 2001 with Jason Giambi. Uh, again, big, big year. 38 home runs, 120 uh, RBIs, 109 runs scored while hitting 343. Uh, and uh, the same cast of characters are sort of right on his heels. It's Todd Helton and Jim Tomey and Jeff Bagwell. A fantastic uh, era of power hitting first baseman. Uh, and and so at that time, if you were when you were playing fantasy, you kind of had your pick, and and you know if you ended up with the fifth or sixth best first baseman, you were still getting a guy who might get you 40 home runs and 120 RBIs and uh, and hit 300, and and so uh, that's slightly different than what we're looking at uh, in 2020. But anyway, we will continue into the the countdown now and uh, the 10th. Best fantasy season for a first baseman. I'm going with 1972 Dick Allen uh, with the White Sox. 37 home runs, 113 RBIs, 19 stolen bases, and a 308 batting average. And obviously the stolen bases are a real standout. First base has never been a, a real uh, position for burners, uh, aside from George Sisler back in 1920. And the position was not terribly productive in 1972. John Mayberry and Willie Stargell uh, had some power uh, numbers that year, but they, they weren't close really to Dick Allen. And beyond beyond them, it was a really thin class. And, and so that's, that's how Dick Allen, uh, with those numbers, ends up um, making the list because he's, he was so much better than uh, the competition that year uh, at first base. And now at number nine, I'm going with uh, Frank Thomas in 1994. Uh, Thomas had 38 home runs, 101 RBIs, 106 runs scored while hitting 336. You know, the the big hurt, that's a great season, and it's not even uh, the best first base production uh, that year. 
that belongs to Jeff Bagwell, who we'll get to later on in the in the countdown. But Thomas and Bagwell were so much more productive than the other first basemen in 1994. You know, we went through a bunch of the honorable mentions when, when they had real depth at first base where guys were hitting uh, a bunch and and it happened to come after uh, 1994 for the most part there that uh, Thomas and Bagwell were uh, kind of far and away ahead of the, the rest of the first baseman at, at that time. Uh, so we'll move on to number eight and it's 1961 Norm Cash uh, who had 41 home runs, 132 RBIs, 119 runs scored, stole 11 bases while hitting 361. It's not a bad year. Uh, Jim Gentile, Harmon Killebrew, and Orlando Cepeda. They each hit more than 40 home runs too. So there was some depth at the position, but no one was uh, touching Cash's 361 batting average in addition to to all those massive power numbers. And so uh, Norm Cash uh, takes in number eight on the, on the countdown. And now at number seven, uh, an entry for Lou Gehrig, 1934. Gehrig had 49 home runs, 165 RBIs, 128 runs scored, stole nine bases, and hit 363. And this sounds, you know, ridiculous and preposterous, and as Gehrig's numbers often do. But in 1934, the first base class uh, was pretty deep. Had Jimmy Fox and Ripper Collins and Hal Trotsky, uh, all guys who had big seasons, but they weren't up to to what Gehrig was doing. I mean, 165 RBIs and 363 batting averages, Uh, ridiculous. Uh, and this isn't going to be the last we hear of Lou Gehrig. Uh, so continuing on to number six, going with Willie McCovey in 1969. Uh, 45 home runs, 126 RBIs, 101 runs scored, and he hit 320. Uh, Harmon Killebrew had power numbers to compare with McCovey. Uh, he had 49 home runs, 140 RBIs, but he hit 276. So the big difference there in batting average between McCovey and Killebrew. Uh, Frank Howard ha- had some big power numbers that year, 48 home runs, 111 RBIs, uh, hitting 296. Uh, but, you know, none of, and, and then it thins out fairly quickly after that. And so McCovey, uh, with those numbers, uh, lands at number six on our countdown. Uh, and so let's take a break. And on the other side of the break, we will count down from five to one, and, and we'll look at the, the most productive fantasy seasons for first baseman. Uh, all time. And we'll be back after this. And we're back counting down the top five fantasy seasons for first baseman. Well, we've already counted down uh, some honorable mentions and then from 10 to six. So now we are going to go from five to one. Coming in at number five, 1998 Mark McGuire. Uh, 70 home run season. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty tough to keep up with that. Uh, He also had 147 RBIs, 130 runs scored, and he hit 299. And this, again, this is an era of the late 90s where first basemen was, were putting up some huge numbers, and that includes Jeff Bagwell and Mo Vaughn and even John Olerud and Andres Galarraga all had big years in 1998, uh, but really, who can compete with 70 home runs? And so into number four, uh, the previously mentioned uh, Jeff Bagwell. As noted earlier, Thomas Frank Thomas had a great 1994 season. Uh, good enough to get him in the top 10 all time, but he was second best that season to Bagwell, uh, who had great power numbers, 39 home runs, 116 RBI, scored 104 runs, but he also had 15 stolen bases and a 368 batting average. And that that's what sort of sets Bagwell on another level. One, you don't often see 
uh, first baseman who, who can steal bases uh, and do it while hitting 368. Well, that's, that's how he ends up uh, ranked here at number four. And so then to number three is Lou Gehrig again, 1930 this time. In 1930, Gehrig had 41 home runs, 174 RBIs, 143 runs, stole 12 bases, and hit 379. <laughs> These are insane numbers. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, they have Bill Terry and Jimmy Fox and, and Ed Morgan uh, all had strong seasons at first base in that season. Uh, but no one is that close to Gehrig, uh, given you know how ridiculous those numbers are. Uh, this was an all-timer type season. And it's not even Gehrig's best. So uh, keep that in mind as we head on to number two is 1932, Jimmy Fox. Jimmy Fox had 58 home runs, 169 RBI, scored 151 runs, and hit 364. Uh, Gehrig was great too in 1932. And Bill Terry and Don Hurst uh, were productive, but they were all quite a long way behind Jimmy Fox in 1932. That's a, that's a big year. And, and so... That will bring us to the number one uh, all-time fantasy season uh, at first base. And it goes uh, the murderer's row in the 1927 New York Yankees. Lou Gehrig had 47 home runs, 175 RBIs, scored 147 runs, stole 10 bases, and hit 373. It's uh, an outrageous season. And it comes at a time when there weren't other guys hitting those kinds of numbers. Bill Terry uh, was the only other first baseman to hit 20 home runs that season. He hit exactly 20 and Gehrig had 47, um, you know, and, and 175 RBIs and 147 runs while hitting 373. It's, it's an absurd season. And, and so that, uh, that counts as the best fantasy season for first baseman. Uh, I'm sure people playing fantasy baseball in 1927 were really proud when they got Lou Gehrig. Uh, so not unlike the catcher position, first base, is no longer the home uh, to massive offensive performances, at least uh, none like the players on, on this list. And, and, and that was the same case with catchers. Uh, a guy like Freddie Freeman now is solid, a well-rounded player who could hit you 35 home runs and, and score 100 and drive in 100 and, and hit 300. But those numbers all fall a tier or two below uh, the, the guys on this list. And and so that, that means that first base is really no longer the demand position that it used to be. At one point, uh, teams would stash their power hitters at first. A guy who, who might have shortcomings otherwise, but you know, big, strong players who, who they could count on for, for home runs uh, would get stashed there. And it, it's just not uh, the way uh, baseball teams are, are handling the position these days. And, uh, and so when, when the position was at its deepest, uh, like in the late 90s there, you, you could, you know, get guys that would drive results for your team. And, and even if the first base position was deep, uh, it, it had value to grab, you know, the fifth or sixth best one. And because those guys had a chance to put up huge numbers. And, and now, if we're talking in 2020, if you don't get Freddie Freeman, uh, you could afford to be a little bit patient and, and still make out all right. You know, Peter Alonso obviously has great power. Uh, coming off a 53 home run season and guys like Anthony Rizzo and Josh Bell and Matt Olson are all, they're all nice players, but they're nowhere near the mashers that, that used to inhabit the position. And that's, I guess it takes some, some adjusting and getting used to uh, that. You can't just turn to first base and look for somebody who's going to hit you 40 home runs and drive in 120. 
they're, they're just very few and far between. And, and so the times have changed and we will uh, continue on uh, with our countdown uh, tomorrow. So that, that will do it for the first baseman. Uh, hit me up with your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. And if you want to send an email, direct it to locked on fantasy baseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Baseball. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow when I'll look at the top fantasy seasons by second baseman. Stay locked in with Locked on Fantasy Baseball, your source for daily fantasy news and analysis.